Hello and welcome to the Fiscal Yogi podcast. My name is Anis Rao. I'm a certified financial planner and thank you very much for tuning in to episode 6. This is all about emergency funds. So what is an emergency fund? Whether you need one, how do you make one, how do you spend it, where do you keep it? All of that and more coming up in great glorious detail in this episode of the Fiscal Yogi podcast. Stay tuned. So what are emergency funds and why do you need to have them? If you recollect my previous episode on mental accounting, I talked about how you can use mental accounting as uh, in your favor to actually help you segregate your money better. So emergency funds is basically just that. It's a way of segregating a certain amount of money which you keep aside for emergencies. We'll talk about how to define emergencies later on in this episode. But why do you even need to have such a fund, right? So it's basically according to me is just a peace of mind that you have this short term safety net if anything was to happen to you or to people around you then you have this pool of money that you can draw on to tide through your tough times emergency funds are basically a completely liquid or semi liquid form of keeping money so what does what do i mean by liquid it's basically that you should be able to access that money either immediately or maybe in a few hours or at best a days time and then the money should be your in your pocket for you to spend as you need so let's go through a couple of scenarios where you could actually find emergency funds useful uh, one is a, a gloomy scenario though the first one is the scenario that you get laid off work so this this happens in our in our crazy dynamic times in which we live in that people get get fired for really no reason of their own but uh, the, their employer suddenly realizes that they have no further use of their services so they send them home what's going to happen to you next if you live pay- paycheck to paycheck you will realize very soon that you have no money to pay your emis you have no money to put food on the table you may not have money to pay for fees for your children for all sorts of basic stuff your power might go out you may not have heating in your house if that's what's necessary in in the place that you live in or you may not have money to pay your electricity bills all sorts of crazy things can happen if you don't have a little money to tide you over if things go bad So this is a a gloomy scenario let's paint a better scenario your uh, friends and you are all scuba diving buddies and you suddenly decide to go and do a reunion in the Andaman Islands and do scuba diving there Andaman trip with scuba diving call it 3 4 days is going to cost you at least 30 to 40000 rupees so if you were uh, if you didn't have that kind of money on on hand you wouldn't be able to go on that trip right so that's a good emergency to have you can you can choose not to skip it by the way but you would love to go right and it's for moments like those two when an emergency fund is of excellent use the minute you have an emergency fund you also need to define what an emergency is because every and any situation cannot qualify as an emergency i always recommend that in the beginning especially that you write down what are the list of things that qualify for you as an emergency going back to our first episode that personal finance is personal so your list is going to look very different from my list but certain things are probably going to be the same for example there are a certain list of things which are probably in the bad or not so good category of events that could happen for which you need to draw on your uh, emergency fund for example a medical emergency for yourself for your partner for your children parents close relatives perhaps who need a helping hand with money and with uh, emotional support 
these are the kind of you know medical stuff that could could lead you to need uh, to draw on your medical on your emergency fund things that we own also need a lot of money uh, your house your car your vehicles all of these things suddenly require repairs uh, silencers just crack open over, during the rains or you might have an accident a minor one hopefully and not a major one and you need to put in some money on your own and uh, fix your car or your vehicle so that it it's still available for you to to move around to get to your workplace you could need to move houses suddenly if you live in a rented accommodation or even if you are employed and you know you need to your employer tells you to move to a different city so quite often your uh, employer will reimburse you for the expenses but then you got still got to pay it out of your own pocket so if you don't have that kind of money lying around that is going to be uh, an issue for you so it's not all gloom and doom though because there are good things which also could constitute an emergency uh for myself though i tend to consider only two things as an emergency one because i love to travel and i love to meet with my friends so a vacation with friends is something that i will absolutely bend the rules for and i will dip into my emergency sa- savings if i need to uh, pay for tickets or go on a vacation like that and the other thing i'm very particular about is books and especially old bookstores so if i get a chance to support a nice old bookstore with the classic type you know with nice stuff courteous stuff lots of books to choose from i will i would love to break into my emergency savings and buy a few books from that place even if i don't have the money at the time what's also important to define at this point of time is what is not an emergency so anything that is first of all not on this list is is not an emergency generally a rule of thumb would be that anything that you can postpone until your next salary or until when you saved up enough money for that thing is not an emergency so now that you've decided to have an emergency fund the first thing that you need to answer is how much money do you need for people who are just absolutely starting out and have zero i generally recommend to them that you should have at least 10000 rupees per member in your household and you can adjust accordingly upwards or downwards from your own personal experience you might need to adjust this upwards for at risk people people who are more likely to maybe fall ill like your children like young children especially you you might need to move this uh, adjust this estimate upwards and if you've already got that or once you achieve 10000 rupees per uh, individual in your household the next step i would recommend is at least 6 months of of your household expenses to figure this part out you need to one have a budget and two track it for at least a few months to make sure that you have a certain pattern to your household expenses so once you've figured out what your pattern is you can kind of adjust and find an average number for where your household expenses are generally every month and then multiply that by 6 to figure out your 6 times household expenses and that is your target number for your emergency fund corpus i should also mention here that the 6 months household expenses is just a rule of thumb uh, i've seen people have as little as 3 months and some as high as 2 years if you are just starting out with financial planning and trying to get your financial life in order the first thing i would suggest for you to aim at is that 10000 rupees per head number so first step is that and then as you go up and as you keep accumulating money in your emergency funds portfolio or in your emergency funds account you will go through like one month and then two months and three months and then when you reach let's say six months you can probably stop there but if you feel that you need to have some more money or if you are if your life is in a in a sticky situation maybe you have 
uh, a tendency for or a higher risk for unexpected medical emergencies to come up for example you could probably adjust that higher so there is no right number for how many months of expenses that you should have but it's just a number that makes you feel comfortable at the end of the day next how do you go about achieving it so if you already have savings like some of you might already have savings is just a mental accounting exercise for you then that you just redirect and you move certain funds out of your existing savings and you put them in a certain bucket in a certain account i'll get to where you keep your emergency funds in the next part of this episode but you just recategorize your certain your funds as and you call them uh, your emergency funds for example you already got a fixed deposit or maybe three fixed deposits which all add up to your six months expenses so you just make one fixed de- deposit you keep it in one bank obviously and you call that your emergency funds so that's one way of doing it for people who are who already have some savings next i'd like to come to people who have no savings so who are therefore starting at zero but have a capacity to save so you've gone through the budgeting exercise and you've realized that there is some potential to save 20% 30% of your income whatever so then you guys have to make something like a recurring deposit or a piggy bank of some sort where you keep moving that money away to towards funding your emergency funds and a uh, point to be noted here is that forget about every other goal that you might have until you finish your emergency funds goal that is something that i cannot stress on more because every person every individual in the world should have an emergency fund it's it's something that is absolutely necessary yet i see so many people living paycheck to paycheck finally next i'd like to come to the kind of people who have no capacity to save so you you go through the budget and you realize that your spending equals your income or maybe is more than your income the only thing that i can really suggest to you is to go on an absolute shutdown so stop all frivolous expenses everything that you can forego you must forego if you can increase your income that would be great so if you can do a side job if you can drive ubers on weekends whatever it takes to make a little bit more money and get first 10000 rupees per head in some safe bank account and then next get to 6 months of expenses and then that you with that you've achieved your emergency funds corpus finally i'd like to talk about where to keep your uh, your emergency funds this part is very simple i i generally have four options uh and i'd like to talk about them based on the amount of liquidity that each of these options offer the first one is obviously cash cash you can keep in your cupboard it's very liquid you can take it out of your cupboard and spend it instantly you obviously have a limit in terms of how much money you can keep in your cupboard because of safety issues you might be in a place where it might get stolen or you have to keep it on your person all the time which is not nice so yes there is a limit to how much cash you can have but i always recommend that you should keep some cash handy at all times because you don't know what's going to come and you, you don't know if atms are going to be open or you know whatever else that you need for for accessing that money so having some cash is definitely important the next thing that i love to use is a second savings account so i have one salary account to which my salary hits and i have one other bank account on which i keep this little bit of extra money and the trick is that i teach myself to forget that i have this other account like i know there is you know my emergency funds are kept in that account but i tell myself look that account doesn't exist i have an atm card for it i have uh, my net banking is available everything is there but i kind of teach myself that that money does not exist so that when there is an actual emergency i know exactly what to do and where to find 
that emergency funds money for myself. Third is a fixed deposit, which uh, should be something that you should be able to unlock from your net banking, from your phone, and you should be able to redeem that money. And ideally, it should flow into your account instantly or within a matter of hours at best. A similar option is a liquid fund. Uh, they're different slightly in terms of taxation, but that's not something that you should be worried about in regard to your emergency fund. But you can keep your money in a liquid fund. It's not as liquid as a fixed deposit or as cash. So you might have to wait anywhere between 24 hours to if there are non-banking days in the middle, a little longer than that to get your money back. But those are the broad options. I tend to prefer cash and uh, some money, like I said, in a second bank account. And finally, some more money in a fixed deposit. So what do you do after an emergency has come and gone? You've an emergency has come, you've been tested and your emergency fund has been tested and you've come out hopefully flying on the other side and that you still have some money left in your emergency fund so that you therefore provided well for yourself. So what do you do next? So the next step would, would be for you to start replenishing your emergency fund. So again, put all your other goals on a backseat and first bring back your emergency funds to where you started out with, whether it was six months expenses or 10,000 rupees ahead for your entire family, whatever it, whatever your benchmark was, make sure you bring it back to that. And finally, a word about what to do as years go by. Make sure that you're contributing at least 10% of your emergency funds on a regular basis and also re-evaluate your emergency fund requirement if your life situation changes substantially, like maybe you have a new child or you seem to have a lot more friends coming in every every year for scuba trips, whatever it be your reason, but make sure that you're looking at your emergency fund requirement every year on a regular basis so that it's not too little or too much for your needs. So that was episode 6 of the Fiscal Yogi podcast. That was all about emergency funds. I hope you really learned something in this episode. Do tweet me at FiscalYogi. You can say hello at FiscalYogi.com. That's my email ID. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you enjoyed it. And leave us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you got this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.